0: Welcome, Dad. Hey, Jeremy. Welcome, good people. Uh, Interested in a little uh, update on uh, fatherhood and uh, just life. So here we are. So um, you've got some notes, huh? You've got an
1: update on fatherhood. Well, the first thing to say is you're six months in today as we chat, as we record this. Today?
0: For you, for me, very soon, it's like Grace was born at three in the morning, and it's for me, it's 11 11. Mm, interesting. Um, and so, for about four <laughs> four hours till six months. But uh, gotcha. So, yeah. By the end well, of this podcast, it'll be six months.
1: Cool. Well, it's uh, 6 10 a.m. in Perth, Western Australia. Nice. And uh, nice. so, on the 5th of October so i'm yeah. officially calling it in the yeah. it's a good thing eastern southern hemisphere
0: good thing about uh in the southeastern hemisphere um good thing about living uh, in you know two sides of the world we can just be like you know celebrate days you know like uh, christmas is twice as long you know birthdays some downsides obviously but yeah yeah
1: crossing the international dateline is the only place where time travel is is possible
0: yeah that's a bit Uh,
1: of you may know different but the point i was making was yeah it's kind of six months uh of fatherhood experience for you and it's just coming up in nine days time for 35 years of it for me so right around the block a few few more times well, uh no doubt. The last six months has been more intensive for you than it's been for me. When when we last spoke on the pod, Grace mm-hmm. was days old and it was all yeah new and fantastic
0: and I was extremely tired and so I don't know if I was making any sense. I didn't listen back. <laughs>
1: No, you were full of, it was all beer and skittles and lashings of ginger beer. So you were were very up and uh, the adrenaline was flowing and it was such a a magic time. I think it's been magic in the intervening time as well as best I can Mm -hmm. tell. We've seen each other face to face, obviously back in May, June. Uh, But since then, there's quite a number of weeks and months. In between yeah. so I, I like this idea I like the opportunity to to actually say we're going to talk about fatherhood and what's happened over the past number of months I guess yeah this is mostly about you mate
0: yeah so I've got a lot to confess um <clears throat> so no uh may, yeah maybe a few things to confess um but uh, has it
1: been but, has it been Jabot
0: It's been great, Dad. Jono, it's uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I like your background by the way. That's very, the viewers will love this. This is excellent. Um, it's a a Joss Myers painting, it's bathers, you know, huge. The paintings of my walls are somewhat smaller at the moment. I don't know if you can see one, see up here. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. like, but like, so this is life goals get paintings as large as you've got there, but um. Things have been good. Uh, I think, like, yeah. The, um, in a nutshell, starting, you know, as like, a, put put the main thing first. Uh, I think, like, um, fatherhood is um, has a lot of difficulty and challenges in it, and there've been points which have very been very exhausting and emotionally challenging. Points where, like, you know, just like, yeah, physically and emotionally, pretty intense. But you, it's like a secret. It's like you, that you, you're actually, the secret is you, you're getting so much more than you're giving. And that's, I think something which isn't really appreciated so much among my generation or it's less so, you know, falling birth rates and stuff, but it's like that, like, uh, yeah, it's, you make some sacrifices, but it's just so amazing. And like, just, you just, I can walk home from work and no matter, you know, what state I'm in, when I see grace, like I'm just suddenly you know it's, it's amazing it's just like hilarious and cute and just you know really interesting and um it just grounds you so much and so i think that's been the main thing um they've been like navigating various challenges but um but base and you know including like you know what direction certain choices you have to work together like you know with your partner or whatever um but uh yeah but it's been a um a really amazing blissful blessed experience i'd say and you can you
1: can and this don't take this the wrong way, but you can escape to work, I guess, and have some mm. me time. Your um, Hannah, your partner, your fiance is uh, pretty well twenty four seven looking after Grace. I'm going to ask you to speak for her, I shouldn't? But I'm going to ask you to.
0: Okay. How do you, uh, how is she finding it, uh, motherhood? I think I think she would say um she uh really appreciates like how muscular I am and um she appreciates like the accuracy with which I report her her opinions you know um and no what would she actually say uh I think um yeah like you know there's times when um being like yeah she's uh she's basically like she's um she's just a, so you know 1000% committed which is really beautiful to see you know um like she's just you know all about grace and like whatever she needs and you know and so sometimes she's that a fantastic mother
1: she's a fantastic mother
0: yeah yeah and,
1: and and seems to uh seems to love every moment of it and has my observation wow. is has enormous patience enormous grace patience
0: absolutely but you know definitely not you know in in one way sure I'd say she loves every moment of it but like a lot of it in another sense a lot of the moments she's not having a good time at all you know it's like really difficult and stressful and challenging and like oh what happens and you know I think um in general women are more geared up for like emotional perception and men are more geared up for like kind of like uh analytical you know And I think there's like this kind of spectrum of what do you, how do you approach things? Is it more through, you know, and, um, you know, you can have feminine men and masculine women. And I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but I think one thing that's really come back, been very clear to me through this is like how it's like these specializations and in it, just like in an economy, if everyone is making the clothes and the food and, you know, doing it, purifying the water, no one's going to get very good at anything. And so everyone suffers. But if we specialize, we get higher levels uh, from the same amount of work, high levels of quality. And in a relationship, I think it's pretty similar, like where um, the, say, I'll you know use the general pattern. So Johanna as the woman, she's more getting, oh my God, great, is she okay? And she'll get more worried, but then she's also more <clears throat> in, interested. She's, you know, in graces, like, you know, t- chatting to her, like, I love it too, but I think Johanna is just so drawn into the energy of like the emotion and connecting on this level, which is you know, like a mother, it's so deeper than I can can, you know, have really. But then it's I, the most prominent
1: relationship that like, exists between a between a mother and a child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Mother Earth and us, you know. Same kind of thing. But um, the, it's really funny watching great Grace will just like watch Johanna just like Johanna, like walks off in the kitchen, Grace heads just like, like <laughs> where's she gone? You know? <laughs> It's just like that's it's just orbiting you know it's just the center of the universe has walked into the kitchen you know it's fantastic uh, but yeah but no it's uh it's been really interesting seeing how like <clears throat> so important and um that's one thing where i'd say it'd be much harder for say single parents where it's like when you've got these two you've got a more masculine and a more feminine energy um so then motherhood and fatherhood together they really complement each other and there's times when you need to be more um, like shut off the emotion and just think logically in a brutal fashion and just look, look, yeah, she's crying, but look, she's fine. And we need to sleep. If we get too sleep deprived, it's bad for her. So logically, we need to just let her cry for now. And that's something where I can say as a father, but, um, and then you're a kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Good point. That makes sense. And then there's other times when, you know, she will be like, maybe I'm like, oh, you know, she's a bit upset or whatever, or whatever it is. I can't. You know, and then um she, she'll raise something, I'll go, actually you got a good point. I had I hadn't been thinking about that. And there's something where she was connected emotionally and so drew us to something and then saved the day or whatever, you know. So but uh, yeah, it's all very interesting. That's, and uh, will continue to be so.
1: Sure. Which is uh, the wonderful thing about being a parent. What do you what do you reckon Jamie has surprised you most? About the past six months? Good question. What has surprised me most?
0: Hmm. Um, maybe just uh, maybe, <laughs> I mean, I like the time probably just like how little time there is. Like, I. I, I knew it was coming, you know, and I was like prepared for it but I, maybe I was a bit cocky. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, but I can do it. I'm all in mindfulness. I'll be able to figure this out, you know, and have time for like, you know, writing and this and that. But like, it's been like, it makes you realize like, well, you know, a lot of work goes into making people and it makes you really grateful for like, makes it makes me very much more grateful for like what you have given me and, you know, the rest of me and my siblings. Um, and uh, to, um, and mum, you know, and, uh, you know, and just, you know, in general people, like in the generations going back, you know, makes you start to appreciate the ancestors, dad, and Samhain's coming up, you know, <laughs> the day of the dead. <laughs> um, well, you're pretty,
1: lucky. you've got a, you've got a, a very, very good mum. So you, uh, yeah. you're locked out, mate. I did. Yeah, luck you did. Out. I I don't, know. It's nuts. When you talk about Grace following your Hannah. Around the room, Johanna walks out of the room and Grace pivots them. And- yeah, yeah. Was well, she gone? Uh, because mum becomes, you know, the center of the universe, the center of gravity in, in, in the home. Um, how does a six month old baby spend her day? I can't remember.
0: Um, you can't remember being six months old, or you can't remember how the six month old. Oh, I can were... remember
1: that. I just can't remember how, how I spend my day. But I mean, what issue?
0: Yeah. Well, I... I uh,
1: this the the immediate supplementary to that is that what I, I remember with great clarity with you and Mark and Alex was that your growth at a young age uh, was certainly not linear. It wasn't like a slow progression. Yeah. I mean, um, there are these milestones events where suddenly, from not being able to do something next day, you can do something, and you go, Oh, where (laughs) did that come from? (laughs) Yeah. And then later on, when uh, one of the the biggest things, which hasn't hit you yet, is when uh, one of your children turns around and uses a word or a phrase, Hmm. uh, an expression that neither you nor Bub's mum has given them, and you go where on earth? Right, did that come from?
0: Interesting. <laughs> so that's a
1: bit down the track for you, but I'm just, yeah. you know, what, what what happens to Grace? You know, during the day, what what those what things are you enjoying in terms of her development? In terms yeah, of the new she's trying out as she gets a bit older.
0: Yeah, good questions. I can give you a few highlights. So yeah, like there's a book called Um The Wonder Weeks, which Johanna has, in, you know reads kind of ahead a bit and just sees what's coming up but basically it's kind of these developmental psychologists or something and um basically the idea is that there are these leaps like um you know um periods of sudden growth where like you know babies kind of gain skills um and there's like you know they become aware of you know um events like clusters of you know things going on and they understand oh okay this is the door opening, or this is the vacuum cleaner We're sucking stuff up. And there's just things where it's just pure perception, but they're bundled up into patterns that become recognizable. Or now there's like relationships, understand who people are. And so say you're um following Johanna around, like her head, she does that more than she used to. And it seems more like she's kind of, you know, separation anxiety can appear. Like, oh, wait, where, where is she? You know. Um, but like uh yeah, it's really interesting. And th- and then in those periods, they'll get more clingy cry and cranky you know and uh because this is just you know their minds just being blown you know just being expanded with these new things but um and then you know it goes back to kind of normal sleep a bit better and you know it's more chill but um say like what is she doing uh you know she wake up and start kind of babbling or making noise and you know you know feed her and kind of you know change her nappy or whatever and but she'll kind of like hang out in the ground, you know, just like looking at stuff, or we'll put on I'll play music to her a lot, you know, and sing to her, or you know, I we we just talk to her and, about stuff, you know, and who knows how much she's understanding, but like, you know, you can communicate a lot and just being silly and playing, just you know, making silly noises and looking her in the eye and just letting her know, you know, you know what she's doing, or um and uh you should go, you know, Johanna takes her in the boogie in the pram around the place, you know she goes to groups and stuff and meet you know hangs out with other babies or um writes poetry what else yeah i think that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah studies russian literature you know in yeah. between 3 and 4 in the afternoon yeah. um, a little lazy what about her relationship with you and your relationship with her you talk about coming home from work in the afternoon what a great joy that is um how, how is what what happens between you and grace that's perhaps different to what happens between
0: her and her mum mm, good question mm. well i don't know i mean i do all kinds of weird things which you know johanna y- doesn't do like you know chanting om to her to calm her down or something you know uh or like just no, being... but-
1: let me let me stop you there because I've seen this and it's like Jedi mind tricks you know it's-, it's really it's really strange stuff where Grace is crying she's clearly distressed you grab her and you start doing what explain it
0: go oh. which is apparently the sound of the universe it's like the universal syllable the sacred syllable, Om um, uh, from like, you know, Eastern mysticism or whatever. But she I think um, you know, she got um ohm um, uh uh tolerance because <laughs> there's a point where it stopped working, you know, and sometimes it'll work, but she she would be able like to just ignore me. Like, I know what that is, get out of here, dad, you know. <laughs> and well, like, if
1: I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. Where you OM um, to Grace and she stops being distressed and she
0: stops crying yeah it, it, it's like some crazy stuff i think i think it's like i've seen it before the, the vibration there's some sort of benevolent vibration there or like and so i think a lot of like what say when babies get upset i think a lot of it um is is not just there's not a specific reason for it and this happens to people also i think and we we justify it and we make up stories about where it comes from but actually it was just energy came from out of nowhere um and uh you know then it creates the thoughts which are in sync and resonate with it but she'll be getting this energy and then i'll be like okay my job i you know daddy here's daddy coming i step in balance out your vibes all right there you are you're all good you know it's just like or you or you you got some drool on your chin hey let me come here and wipe that up for you yeah. you know just like ah you got got some dark energy there don't, don't worry here yeah, let me play you some guitar and just hypnotize you for a second and then you're fine you know or or just do like raspberries on your stomach whatever just I mean, being silly and you know but um
1: these are the greatest times jamie yeah uh, the greatest times you cho- you chose uh the name very carefully grace uh what's in a name some people say i think there's a huge amount in the name how has she grown
0: into that name Should, oh naturally gracefully you know of course <laughs> Um, we sometimes call
1: it baby grace or graceful i don't know gracie yeah
0: all kinds of on you you know um yeah or... which is the gaelic, gaelic translation of gaelic. trying to she's teaching me gaelic basically because you know i think i probably mentioned this before as well but like just like talking to her and then so trying to think of things and just you know so it's kind of like we're both on a similar level <laughs> where the, the language gap is less, but, um, but yeah, I think a lot of like, I'd say the core thing of what I do with grace, you know, is it's not doing anything. It's just, it's doing nothing. It's being, you know, and, um, and, you know, like just, I just literally would just be there in the moment. So say sometime before I go to work or after I come back from work, just so, oh, hey, Grace, what's going on? You know, and I just go lay down with her or sit with her or hold her or whatever. And I'll just do nothing and just like, you know, be with her or, you know, say like make eye contact and just like, just be a space, you know, she's there. And there's like a light where she says, oh, you see me, you know, I go, yeah, I see you. you. I see you seeing me, you know, here we are. Isn't it nice? You know, that's beautiful. And I think it's like music, you know, if when you if if it's always, you know, at up to, cranked up to 11. It's not as good. You want the chorus to be punching above the red of uh, the verse and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think in life, a great thing is, yeah, the balance between being and doing and just having things where you're doing nothing. And, uh, and,
1: and you have spoken to me a lot about that as a, as a young adult and
0: now an older adult. Bit weird it's awesome. to start talking about this stuff now.
1: <laughs> well, the importance of being present and, the importance of just being and and as you get as you get older and life becomes has different complexities and you um have friends relatives family who are in difficult positions and you say well what do I do what can I practically do to help them and what well, the experts would say goes well you don't do anything you just turn up and you just be mm-hmm and yeah. uh, that's a pretty, pretty powerful thing. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people go, Oh, I'll just buy a box of chocolates or send around some flowers. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Rock uh, up
1: and talk about nothing.
0: When, you know, the whole thing of like, yeah, um, think, really. yeah, the whole thing of like bouncing ideas off people or, you know, or, um, you know, um but, but like, basically, uh, just listening to someone, just being totally empty, especially if you can just be there listening, like, where well, you're not even thinking of, oh, what am I going to say next, you know, or how can I listen to them and, you know, figure out what's the right thing to say? Not even that, but just kind of like, you let their thoughts be your thoughts for a little while, you just, you know, be empty for them. And um, I think it's almost like you're expanding the the RAM of their computer or something, you know, like the um that you're they're sharing their thoughts but when they see someone just sitting there just listening and kind of naturally they're going to be reacting to what you're saying I think it kind of allows people to think in a different way and so to think things through like when someone's just sharing space with them even if they don't learn anything just by talking things through um it's very healing and often you know people will just kind of stumble upon realizations or you know solutions even without anyone giving them advice. And, you know, you've been very good at that with, and mom, um, and, you know, many people during this process, whenever it's been hard, just kind of keeping contact and, you know, being very persistent and just being there, you know, so I really appreciate that. And um, especially cause, you know, we don't have like close family all around, we've got like extended family in Ireland. So that's been, um, you know, very, I guess, extra valuable that, you know, put it, the desire to intentionally do that, you know, but.
1: And it's, it next to heart being a grandparent, let me tell you.
0: And, you know, we all
1: feel this here in Australia being so distant because you want to shower love on all of you mm. in person. <laughs> it's a bit difficult from 13,000 kilometers away, however, however long it is yeah. more. so,
0: Love showers pretty far, but. It's a long way. Uh, yeah, it's a long. It it's it, it sure
1: is a hell of a long way. And the, the other thing is, uh, when you know um, we're reaching out and chatting to you, we're very conscious of the fact that everybody in the house is dog tired, you you sleep deprived.
0: We're well, not um, always, but yes, like you know, I'm sure. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like full of full of energy and just you know chatting, and then other times you get me. I'm like. Hey, Dad, what's up? <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, you know, smoke. He's free. been on the wacky backy again. Yeah. Joints or something. Just, um, but it's like, no, just, just a baby. Just up all night. Um, how do you manage
1: it? Well, what do you, what do you do? What's, how do you take care of yourself given that?
0: Try to get as much sleep as possible. Um, and cut out unnecessary stuff. Like I don't watch TV. I, I use very little social media. Um, like I, I use it to keep informed cause I, I don't really have much faith in, um, traditional media channels, the legacy media. Um, so I will use social media for that. Um, but like, uh, and you know, sometimes I use it too much, you know, but, but in general, I'm pretty mindful just to be like, uh, times precious. And so keep it for like, and you know just just lots of being very paying as much attention to health as possible eating like we're always eating organic food uh you know doing all kinds of little things and just um a big thing is we have this ceremony thing every um which we started doing at some point where the pressure was it was really intense something going on and so me and Johanna started doing um in the evenings we'll have like uh we light a candle and we we make a two, you know, a cup of tea each and we go sit down on the ground, we do a round of the Wim Hof breathing, Wim Hof method breathing, where you're like basically getting yourself in, into an altered brain chemistry through um, you're making your body more alkaline. So there's less inflammation, but it gets you into a more a different, you know, more clear thinking state of mind. It's all scientific study, you know, but we do that. And then we also do that to close the session. And in the middle, we just say, you know, all right, we just share whatever's on our minds. Or in half the time, we just end up joking around or whatever. But, but I think just kind of talking, <laughs> um if there's physical or emotional or like mental problems of some kind or whatever um just talking about them together um is like probably the most important thing basically it's like awareness and communication you know and then everything else you know you can't solve a problem until you're aware of the problem you know and so that kind of is very i think probably the foundation i think
1: And and it's a good it's a good set of it's a good principle and set of principles uh, to abide by because the love you've got for grace for Johanna it's the the, this is unconditional love and fundamental to that is great communication the ability to communicate well and communicate with great honesty and with without fear of favour and Having mm-hmm. a device or a mechanism like that whereby you can speak your mind uh, in a very safe environment, I think is is a fantastic thing and and great principles to bestow upon grace mm-hmm. because it, these are great principles to carry around with you you know in life, you know, to find a way to uh, to be able to share your troubles and tell people what you think and but also to on on the upside to speak honestly and candidly and tell them the good things as well. and I think you know, problem problem shared is a problem solved, but also uh, I think uh, there's a there's a a, a great tendency um, to or an, an Shall I say, a, a growing tendency by my observation, for people to uh, to categorize and describe things and people and events and feelings and processes in a short, pithy expression mm-hmm. when something deeper and broader is is really appropriate and a lot more productive. so mm-hmm. it, it sounds it sounds great. I'm curious about the breathing method, Jamie. I know a little about it can you give me a bit more
0: sure we could do it if you want
1: (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna test me okay let's give it a crack
0: very long and this is the whole idea it's getting it's all about just like you know like there's a lot of benefit in um words and understanding you know like health and mindfulness and stuff but I think for a lot of people they're like yeah but you know it's just word soup you know and so this is like what I really like but but it's it's got its um, uh, time and place for that. It's really useful in many ways. But the Wim Hof method's great for just like okay, cut the bullshit, just experience it, you know. And so basically, you breathe. We'll do thirty breaths, right? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, and so you just breathe in like a hundred percent. Just you could do it through your mouth if you want. I usually do it through my nose because. If you can, if you can get enough airflow, um, that's better for you. You should. We should all be breathing through our noses, actually. Um, but, uh, but yeah, whatever works to get the air in, basically. As Wim Hof says, any hole's the goal, right? So, <laughs> um, so breathing in one hundred percent, and uh, so let your belly expand, then your chest expand, and then um, just let go. And so you're kind of breathing out seventy percent. You don't need to let it all out. The main thing is just fully in, letting go, fully in, letting go. All right, so we'll do uh, thirty of these, and then we'll breathe, um, breathe uh, out, and you just hold, leave it out, and we'll see how long we can go. Right, um, and yeah. the, long, the longer you go, it's actually you know good for your for various things. We don't need to get into, but it's a good, also just good fun, you know. And then you breathe in fully, and you hold it for like fifteen seconds at the end. All right, so thirty deep breaths let it out, hold your breath and then breathe in for like 15 seconds and just hold it. That's it. All right. Uh, you in the audience, Sorry,
1: John, let's go over that last bit again. You breathe in fully.
0: So, um, so, yeah. And, for how long? Um, 15 seconds or so. Okay. I don't I'll know what lead. the instructions, you know, and it works. So, um, and for those, uh, playing at this home, is
1: gonna make for, this is going to make for riveting podcast content
0: anyone who can you hear that can listen, you hear it <laughs> if you're listening on like a the bus or something or if you're watching um yeah why don't you do this along with us and then you know you it's going to take like you know one two minutes maybe um and uh it's really good it'll you can use this um you know it's very very useful <clears throat> to learn this in school i think so um Join us. All right, let's get into it, Dad. Here we go. Fully in, letting go. Fully in, letting go. Keep it up. If you start feeling changes in your body, that's fine. It's totally safe. No problem. You might feel warm or cold or tingles. Doesn't matter. Just keep going. Fully in, letting go. Let's do seven more. One more and breathe out and hold just be. What do you reckon? Well done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's different. I was a little light-headed. For what's a that? Bit. A little light-headed, but it's yep. quite—it's uh, quite a meditation as well because you—it's a bit like playing guitar or chess or squash. You've got to concentrate on it uh, deeply, so. Yeah. Clears out the
0: mind. and it's you really else. How the mind clears out, like really fully, at once you start breathing out, it's kind of like a bit of like a shock. At least for me, it was first time in it. Like what? It's almost like um, the volume's been, you know, the, the music's been turned off at a party. Yeah, like, what? what's what's going on? You know, um, but then like how the mind starts to come back. You stop it, like you know, like uh, it's kind of interesting. It's like turning, you know. So who is this
1: crazy bloke who came up with this?
0: Um, I think it's based upon some yoga breathing and stuff that he had studied, but he's put, maybe put things together in a simplified accessible version. His name's Wim Hof, W-I-M, first name, second name, last name is um, Hof, H-O-F, the Iceman. So he's broken like, you know, two dozen world records and, um, you know, they've added chapters into medical textbooks to say, okay, actually the body is able to do things we didn't think it was. Um, what kind of
1: world uh, records, Jenny?
0: Um, He has um, climbed Mount Everest in only shorts and shoes, no oxygen tanks, no shirt, no, you know, trousers. Just um, a, he, he has um, been in ice for, I think it was an hour and 57 minutes in a, an ice container thing up to his neck. And he kept his core body temperature stable his organs were stable and through the breathing method, because this breathing method allows thermogenesis, your um, cells are able to produce uh, heat. And so in extreme cold, like in Canada, when I lived there, I would use this to be able to walk around with my jacket open. And so I would be, because part of the method is also cold exposure, which is very good for your body. So, you know, I know it works for sure. Like I would be able to go longer if I could breathe. And um, other things, you know, like running a marathon in just shorts and shoes in the polar circle and also the same thing in the sahara no water a bunch of uh, one other thing was like they gave him e coli uh, and they gave it to a bunch of like volunteers and they all got sick you know like you'd expect and they gave it to him and he did the breathing thing to modify his brain chemistry to do to interfere with some the cortisol or something so that he didn't have the immune response and he was fine Nothing happened to him. Everyone else got violently sick. He was fine. And they were like, okay, you're some sort of freak. You know, I don't know how you do that. And he's like, no, 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 this is anyone can do it. Just give me random volunteers and I'll train them. And they did. All right. Yeah, cool. So these scientists doing it, you know, they did that. And, um, two weeks later, these volunteers did it and they too were able to do this and uh, no, didn't get sick. So all this weird okay. wacky stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so, you know, it's good stuff. And, um, it's a good way to like turn down, you know, especially if we're like, you know, annoyed at each other, me and Johanna or something, or like there's been a lot of stress or grace has been really cranky or something. And we're exhausted. You sit down and do that. And it kind of, it just takes the edge off things. So you can have a bit of a, you know, a more thoughtful conversation, you know, but um, yeah. So what do you think Uh, you and uh, a uh, synthesizer going to get into this?
1: I think it's an interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing, and I think uh, at a certain point, certain points in your life, there's bandwidth opens up where you start to think about well-being and health. And as you get older, you get health scares, and um, yeah. it, it's kind of imposed upon you, or close friends or family get ill, and that's uh, can be terribly sobering and so devices mechanisms um like the one you've just described and led me through uh the mind becomes a lot more open to them you seek you seek them out and and people find if if they allow themselves to go deep inside and think well what actually works for me as opposed to what what's trendy and cool or what am I mates doing. If you can find that suite of things to do, how to live your, your life, get that equal equilibrium because uh, and have a happy day because today is the only one that really exists. Tomorrow hasn't happened. Yesterday's gone. Yeah. And it comes back to that living, you know, being present and living in the in the moment. And at various points in your life, that kind of opens up. The COVID lockdown was a good example of that, where people had this, and and the, the the there were not many upsides to the lockdown and what happened to people, how they were, you know, imprisoned in their own homes. But uh, among the silver linings is the fact people had time to reflect and and think and had to find ways to, hopefully, uh, promote well-being in splendid isolation on their own at home, sometimes within. For close walls, mm. and people, you know, find find ways to do that and, and to reflect. So that's enforced reflection. But I think at various points it happens. I and mean, I, I know you're a very thoughtful person. You you know studied philosophy at university. You are deeply sentient and conscious of uh, the world and the universe in which you you live and operate but for many people um, life gets in the way of any of that mm. so it's quite a privilege to have any, any bandwidth as you were discovering over the past six months because yeah. there, hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of time you know I bet I bet you yoga and meditation has have both taken a bit of a hit are oh, you yeah. sure yeah yeah um yeah you had this daily routine of well, I, I meditation I really stretching.
0: Do- Well, the thing is, like, with the pregnancy, like, that was full on also, you know, just preparing everything and getting educated on, like, what's the best path and stuff. And, um, but yeah, that had kind of, um, you're right, they're like, yeah, it's like, uh, the, um, you know, you mentioned, like, say, the COVID uh, stuff and how, you know, that was kind of a thing where, for some people, you know, did all, you know, a lot of people just, just destroyed and, you know, destroyed economies and all kinds of stuff. But yeah there was that silver lining of like allowing people to kind of time to just kind of uh stop and reflect and also because the pressure was cranked up i think a lot of people were forced to reach for like okay i used to kind of scoff and you know scorn at like roll my eyes at some of these things but okay maybe i don't need to wear beads and you know um you know flamboyant clothes in order to you know enjoy the human birthright of like mindfulness and being able to and just demystify it. And I think a lot of people got into it and there's a cultural shift in, around the planet, I think, where people, there's a bunch of people who are, you know, pushed in off the edge of a cliff, but there's a lot of people who were like, well, I don't want to go off a cliff, so I'm going to have to do these things. And I think in life that happens at certain stages, like say me being a father now, like I have um, had no choice, but to kind of get much more grounded and um, also with work being much more pr- productive and just like organized, you know? um and so these are blessings you know that might be disguised as curses where you're like oh, i'm so busy i have no time but or oh you know these globalist uh, technocrats are trying to t- take away our rights <clears throat> i mean oh, there's a deadly virus on the loose you know but um there's always a silver lining and yeah and yeah everyone can find what works for them but like um yeah i think mindfulness and f- for me a lot of it is just like just it doesn't have to be, a don't have to make a big deal out of it. It's just um, whatever works. And and basically mindfulness is just anything that is bringing you into the moment, which is life and allowing you to kind of have a bit of space around your thoughts so that you're, you're not getting lost in, you know, uh, analysis of life and you're able to kind of just kind of settle in and just look around a bit as Ferris Bueller said, you know.
1: <laughs> life moves pretty fast um don't blink or you might miss it or
0: if you if you uh, life moves pretty fast if you don't um stop and look around once in a while you might miss it i think it's that
1: or that's more faithfully recalled. what a great
0: movie i love Ferris bueller <laughs> amazing like <laughs> Where you can just keep watching it and like different parts reveal themselves to you, different moments just get increasingly funny. <laughs> I knew yeah, it was
1: that. like it was like the start of the the whole wave of post truth um, propaganda. <laughs> right. Say, <Save> Bueller, you know, Ferris, I heard from the sister of a guy that I once went out with, his cousin, yeah. that he's really, really sick. Yeah, can hey, you yeah. give him some. Oh, uh, it's it's a very life affirming movie that because there's there's a naughty streak in everybody, mm. and uh, and it's it's a kind of an uh, a naughty streak with with no v- victims except maybe for Ed Rooney, Mister mm. Rooney. <laughs>
0: it, he was actually he probably went through the most spiritual growth of anyone in that film, <laughs> and that's the after his dog bites had had healed yeah you know but uh suffering is the you know Eckhart Tolle says you know um you know you can seek out spiritual teachers you know who will help you with your you know self-awareness and just growth as a person but everyone has shares every single person shares one uh, particular spiritual teacher which is suffering and in a nutshell when you are out of balance in one or another aspect of your life Um, When you're not doing something as well as you could be or not embodying something in in a balanced way, it will cause problems and those problems will make you suffer and eventually it'll hurt too much and you have to going to start going, what is causing this pain? And it's going to lead you back to find what caused it. And then that's how suffering is your teacher. It teaches you about balance. And if you didn't have the suffering, you wouldn't be able to diagnose or trace the roots of the imbalances, you know? That's the problem with people just yeah. taking too much, you know. You don't notice what's wrong with your life. You're just pressing the happiness button all day. You know, you
1: can't be a good doctor without knowing the disease. Mm-hmm. That's I, just in terms of those uh, those kind of settings for Grace as she's growing up, what kind of? And you you talked earlier about playing her some music. Aside from you playing guitar to her, what? What kind of recorded music are you imposing upon her tender ears?
0: Lots of Bob Dylan, Beatles and uh, Bach. I play a lot of like, uh, you know, J.S. Bach. Like, um, I don't know a lot of that stuff, but um, just stuff on YouTube that, you know, I was never educated in that kind of thing. But but yeah, um, and uh, Johanna, sometimes we put on like Smetana and like these, you know, like Czech composers and stuff. So like classical music, then there's like you know little kitty songs on these little gadgets we have around. You know, I, t- I tolerate a bit of that, but not too much. I'm like, all right, let's let's not like you know sell sell ourselves short here. Come on, we can put in some you know higher quality stuff. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, what else? Um, I don't know. Johan is probably playing Simple Plan while I'm not here. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what 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 um. With Dylan, don't you think Blood on the Tracks is she's a bit young for that or
0: oh, a bit in
1: it?
0: In a literal sense, probably, but in a figurative sense, I think you no know, harm in a bit of Blood on the Tracks, you know. Um, that but, is the best Dylan album, right? Is it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the best question about a Dylan album, that's for sure. No, I don't know. What's the best? I mean, tricky. I mean, yeah, Blonde on Blonde, Blood on the Tracks. Some of the early Desire. ones, um, Desire, yeah, but like say, um, uh, would it be an is it another side? The times they are changing, or is it another side of Bob Dylan? Some mm-hmm. of them are like just got incredible songs, like you know, um, Boots of Spanish Leather, and you know, all these kind of things. Ah, or like you know, some people say it was it like I mean, you can just name all the Dylan albums, but um, uh, the uh one, what's it, uh, Bringing It All Back Home, I think, where it's it's got yeah. desk. No, it's got like electric and acoustic um but even i've been getting into you know it's an amazing album that is um shot of love it's a have you ever listened to it's dylan's you had these three christian albums right in like the 80s and i think slow train coming something something you know or it's infidels i'm not sure and then a third one i'm not sure mercy yeah maybe oh mercy yeah i'm not sure but the the third one was shot of love and so it seemed like he was kind of transitioning out of like, oh, okay, growing through that phase, but still like, I think, you know, taking, I think there's a lot of good to be said for Christianity and religion in general, despite, you know, the yeah, vast amount of like bad, which has been in you know, organized religion has brought as well. But, um, but there's these songs on there where like, you know, some of them he's talking about Jesus or something, but they're incredible songs. Like there's this, um, one I'd highly recommend, like it's one of the greatest Dylan songs ever is, um, in the summertime. And so that's really good. But um, and I think he's kind of talking about when he was in his prime and he's just this next level, like, you know, you know, say what you want about Dylan, but like like he was in the zone, you know. Um, but uh and then you know the summertime of that that peak or whatever. But another really good one is uh called um uh property of Jesus. And I know this isn't the point of the podcast, but it's just incredible. It's like because he's the property of Jesus. Resent him to the bone, but if you got something better, you got a heart of stone. <laughs> it's just amazing. But, um, I'm so going to
1: check out Jamie the, the, the song that I think is his most, yeah, uh, one of his most incredible is Ring Them Bells. From yeah. Oh, Mercy.
0: Yeah, was that? First? Yeah,
1: it's a great song. Uh, I absolutely love that song, and yeah. I think it's one of his best. Mind you, if you've got to see Dylan live now, he could play that song and you, you wouldn't know that he played it.
0: <laughs> and I love music. Uh, does. Oh. Yeah, sure. No. Nah. But um I just love the fact that he's
1: still touring. Anyway, that's it's it's it's, it's um it's it's kind of way off topic, Jamie. Hey, I've just noticed um that we're kind of uh, at a point where we can both say that it's six months from when Grace was born and you became a dad and fatherhood well, descended upon you. midnight for real. Are we ever so close,
0: James? Yes, it is, it is on the dot. It's a, tw- a mid-well <laughs> done. So, so wow. it's, it's officially... Uh, Grace's
1: six-month birthday. She's six months old. You've done a super job, Jamie, you and Johanna. And she's the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful child. Yeah, and it's we really We love her. Can't wait to see her soon. Uh,
0: yeah, it's going to be wonderful. One thing I do want to ask you about, though, before then we'll wrap it up, I guess, is, is just um, one thing I think which is very important, which I think I was too sleep-deprived in the first conversation to m- mention when we are talking about fatherhood, but I think like, you know, it's made me more uh, independent and self-sufficient and uh, industrious, you know, which is a virtue, which I'm really enjoying, you know, just like someone's got to produce the good that everyone can enjoy, you know, and I want to be one of those people, you know, and I'm um, in many forms, poetry, money, uh, like, uh, you know, food, uh, whatever, solving people's problems, you know, communication your kind of thing you know just facilitating being a like a kind of like a neurotransmitter in the business community's brain just kind of connecting things you know um but uh so you know there's these many benefits and you know like there's so much love with taking care of this little child and stuff and I think you know a lot of caring you know and being invested is so important and just you know paying attention and giving your time being with them and just not being in a rush, you know, and not being bored by like, oh, they can't talk to me, but just like, oh, look, here they are, they can see me um, and they they can in- let me introduce me to another side of myself, a simpler, the inner child almost, you know. But the other side, which I want to ask about is, um, I think perhaps the greatest gift a father can give is not those things, because that's what the mother is probably better at giving or in general, you know, it's just that unconditional love. And it seems like the mother accepts and says you're good enough i love you as you are and the father as an archetype and as the person often says um you can be better and so encouraging you to grow um but not just encouraging you to grow but also it's like encouragement and also discipline being like don't do that you know or um do this go here do that you know or don't do that you know, and kind of c- controlling the mother's kind of like, yeah, we'll do what you want. It's just supporting. Whereas the father's kind of like directing. Um, and so say what I think something I got from Jordan Peterson, which briefly I'll lay out and I'll get your thoughts on just in general, this, you know, what is the right balance of, you know, that, you know, as a father um, to interfere in just the growth of the child and, you know, interfere or inter- intervene, you know, um, uh, but uh, or influence or whatever, but, He said, you know, like there's this idea of like, you know, kind of, you know, modern, you know, woke parenting or whatever of of like, oh, the child should be completely free. Your job as a parent, you're like a friend. Your job is just to let them do whatever they want, you know. And if you try to control them or inhibit their freedom in any way, you're going to traumatize them and make them unhappy, unhealthy people. So just let them be totally free. And that's all good. And I think, no, that's not, I doubt that the cave people were doing that. And so the evolutionary milieu is like, no, the parent sets parameters. And what Jordan Peterson would say, um, and I think makes a lot of sense, is you, as a parent, you draw a circle of freedom and say, these are the limits. You can't go outside of them. And I already do that with Grace in some small ways, but I'm sure it'll be more salient as time goes on. But saying, no, you can't go outside this boundary. Um, and, and I could be wrong. I'm not perfect, but someone has to set a boundary. And I, this, I'm doing my best and this is the boundary. We can negotiate, but this is the boundary um, until I change my mind. And um, within that circle, you're completely free. Do whatever you want, but this is the boundary. And then you allow them to be balanced people. And basically, they will grow up with good habits that allows them to fit in in society rather than being 18 and they're getting dumped, they're getting you know fired from jobs, and it's really hard to change your habits at that age. So it seems like there's this gift the father can give of tough love, you know, of like discipline, encouragement, like, yeah, you can be more. I'm not saying you're not good enough. You are good enough, but you can be more. And also discipline, you know, pruning off the unwise growth. So what do you think about that? Especially the discipline side, like what's, what's the way to go?
1: I think, I I think being a parent falls into three age categories up, Uh, until mid-teens, I'd say, Um, then mid-teens through to adulthood and from that point on is the third period. Uh, For sure, uh, kids need structure, they need certainty because I think they become chaotic and um, unsure and uncertain and insecure if uh, they don't have structure and certainty around them. Uh, I think it's important for learning good habits and being able to um, operate productively and happily within the world in which we operate. Everyone can have their views about society and its shape and its form, but uh, this is the one we live in. So it's best and it's going to be best for you if you can somehow fit in. You don't have to comply with everything, but you've got to have the minimum amount of social decorum and skills. And so you've got to take, uh, I think structure and discipline are really important um, to get those skills. There's an inflection point then, which is teenage years, mid-teenage years onwards, where you have to um, pull back and allow the inner person to come forward and emerge uh, with a child for reasons of self-sufficiency and sustainability. Because if you don't do that, they're going to find themselves in later life without the skills, without the basics, and uh, then find that they've got a pretty fragile base uh, on which to operate without being supported and encouraged and interfered with and, what did you say, interfere, intervene. Uh, So I think think that's a a delicate balance. So for sure, strong structure early, uh, then... You've got to respect people's rights to go and do what they they want at a point, but uh, you also have to encourage that self-sufficiency. And part of that is having you given them the basic settings, you've got to then kind of set them free and make them run on their own steam. If you don't, um, they'll fail. And so you've got to do that. So it's a complex answer, but that's a complex question. (laughs) <laughs> that's my view anyway you, you turned out just fine and i'm interested in i think you I... said about fatherhood has changed uh you around. you know being more in, feeling you're more industrious and productive and the all the obligations that go with it you've done a fine job jamie very Good. proud of you
0: thank you and likewise and so, you know um yeah i guess it's a funny maybe it's like it's a sign of like you've grown up when you start feeling proud of your parents you know because like it's almost oh, like you are getting old. I am getting older, I know. <laughs> um <laughs> by, by the way, I just noticed like I'd had you on the main screen, uh not like the split screen it should probably be more aesthetically pleasing. But uh hey, well, maybe it was uh, the uh honoring the the elder who has given me the platform to to have this platform, you know. Um yes. that's what I was saying in my defense. Hey, John McGlue platforms me, you know. Um <laughs> my defense here. Oh, that's um, defamatory
1: of both of us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, another defamation case, hey dad. Uh, uh it's good.
1: Uh, it's good, Jamie.
0: But um, I would say I, I agree with you, like um think yeah, there's a point of um step that structure is essential, but then there's a point of yeah, stepping back, um, and not just to, to encourage them to grow and kind of become self-sufficient, but then it seems like there's other lessons. Um, um, you, you, by opening the circle, you allow the young person to start exploring more. And Yeah, then
1: they, yeah. you've got to respect that. You've got to respect their right and ability to run their own
0: race. But also, they will need. They're, they're going to enter into territory which becomes more challenging for them, where they're more of a child again in that territory, and that's where you yeah. need the parent again. So, ironically, the parent going, "All right, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back," the child steps forward and goes oh actually here we are again i need your help <laughs> you know? and then yeah. that goes on for a while and you step back again i guess you know so and
1: that's where you present and you listen and so forth but I mean, you've got to find the balance between listening and doing it for them because that's suboptimal anyway it's a dance good note on which to end sorry it's a good note on which to wrap up the discussion <laughs> it's the end I'm, I'm, it's past midnight where you are and yeah. uh, the day is, is well and truly underway where, where I am.
0: Yeah. So it should be about an hour. Mm. So, yeah. So um, we'll dedicate this podcast to your shining example and, uh, and uh, yeah. And one final thing I would just say is I think much like this podcast, I didn't have, you know, the, uh, the thing, right. The camera or whatever doesn't matter, you know, like, um, you know, there's some things where, you know, we talked about the problems where, you know, I had been hurt in certain ways by, you know, you raising me when I was you know younger. And, but then part of growing up is you realize, oh yeah, but like the vast majority is like, I'm so good. I'm so lucky. And so I realized with grace, there will be ways I'm sure where I, I, I falter and that's okay. I'm just going to do my best. And I think with all things, that's kind of my guiding light with this. I'm just going to do my best. And that requires me to be comfortable with Hey, play the game, you know. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you know. <laughs> I think that'll be oh, fun. Jim,
1: you're, doing, you're doing great.
0: Thanks, Dad. You and, uh, you, you and Johanna are both doing great. Yeah, and we're both very excited to come to the beautiful sandy beaches of Leighton. And uh, can't, can't wait. Up. All right. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Enjoy. Slawnoggers Bennett. Thank you everyone. Go Ramirez Maguid. Slon August Enjoy.